0: Sports Best Friends Stories, a podcast that loves rugby league and loves investigating why others do too. Sitting with me today is the shining light of Australian cable television. She is league's leading lady whose unobtrusive insights and unflappable cheery disposition has made her the most sought-after sports reporter in the country. She's even humbly shaking her head and being silly on the other side of the room. Starting in regional Channel 7 news while juggling work at Eagle Farm Equine Hospital... She slowly and successfully broke long-held male television positions, doing sideline commentary and hosting Channel 9 NRL shows. She was the first woman to host the highly respected Sunday footy show and the first woman to anchor Channel 9's coverage of the state of origin. In 2016, she was signed to Fox Sports to host a number of programs, including the first ever all-female panel show Unsurprisingly, this signing was universally seen in rugby league circles as the signing of the decade. Welcome, <laughs> you one, Samson.
1: That is the nicest introduction I've ever had. Thank you so much Thank for you. having me, Big T. And no, you're um, I will pay you duly for my rent a friend <laughs> intro there. That is very, very sweet of you.
0: Well, you can tell I don't like my job that much because I'm here doing all of that kind of bizarre <laughs> yeah. intro. First of all, let's get this out of the way. You're a Broncos fan and a Queensland origin fan.
1: Apologies. Yeah,
0: we forgive you. Um, <laughs> Your husband Chris O'Keefe is a proud Dragons fan and Whaler. So, who does your dog Murphy support?
1: Then? <laughs> uh, well, bizarrely, Murphy's a, a bit of a Mexican. So, um, huh. we—he's an AFL fan. Yeah, I know. Well, no. he, was, he was born in uh, in South Gippsland. So, um, it's bizarre. So, I was looking for a dog when um, Chris and I moved uh, into the neighbourhood uh, about three and a half years ago, and. Um, Billy Slater uh, said to me at the time, "We've just got an Australian Shepherd, and I was looking for a Border Collie. I always have Border Collies. Anyway, they get they put us onto the breeder, and we ended up getting an Australian Shepherd from down in Victoria. So, okay, yeah, Murphy Murphy doesn't really know what's happening. So he's a storm fan. Then, <laughs> <laughs> he essentially. might be a storm fan. That's right.
0: I just love that we've asked you an incidental question like, where did your where dog go for? <laughs> and Billy Slater, like yeah. your <laughs> life is so entwined with rugby league. I love that." Uh, okay, so is there much rivalry at home? Because I know Karina Brand and Vanessa Fuliaki don't talk to each other or have phone calls and stuff during Origin. Does your house
1: um, go okay? Do you know, uh, I think Chris and I have been together for six years and I in our first year of, you know, dating each other. And and he was like, oh, obviously you love your footy. I was like, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I do too. And, oh, well, let's watch the Origin together. Uh, and that was a horrible mistake. <laughs> I saw a side to him that I don't wish to revisit. Really? Um, yeah, it's really because I'm quite a passionate Queenslander. He's obviously very passionate about the Blues. Plus, he, he's a Dragons fan, and I've had a steep learning curve on Dragons fans. They are mm. a brutal bunch. Mm. Uh, he used to work at the Leagues Club at really? Congra, wow. um, cried in 2010, still gets Misty talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, has all the paraphernalia around the house. Um, so, yeah, he is a full on leaguey. Um, and I saw, you know what? It was good. You need to get to know your partner before mm. you get married, and mm. and safe to say, we, we I saw some some nooks and crannies that I <laughs> did not expect.
0: Yeah, and that you were happy to embrace for the long. I whole. understood
1: it came from a place of passion. Yeah, right. right, right.
0: <laughs> so maybe that was the drive that got you to end up hosting Origin was to get out of the house while he was being like I Can't idiot. sit in the house anymore. <laughs> I might as
1: well work at the event. <laughs> and also, he would
0: have been six years ago, so that's also in the height of. Your dominance, of
1: course, yes. I know. So, I mean, it's such a wonderful time to be a Queenslander and. And you, uh, you had to learn to be gracious <laughs> in yeah. the victories, the endless victories. Okay. And I'm also
0: going to take that you weren't gracious and you had to learn it as all Queenslanders must because they're yes. not gracious all the time. Um, now, your love for horses is well known. Is that the main reason you're a Broncos fan?
1: Uh, you know what? It actually kind yes. of was. So um, when I was growing up, I wanted to be the girl that rode Buck the Bronco yep. around the outside of yep. the, the field every time the Broncos scored a try. Triath- Thought, gosh, I love rugby league and and I know horses, so maybe that's what I could do when I grew up. Yeah, um, because there weren't any women in rugby league apart from Lady Luck on the Footy Show. So um, yeah, that's how I thought I could get close to rugby league. But um, my dad grew up in Balmain, and so we were Tigers supporters. Um, oh, yeah.
0: this story went south. <laughs> yeah, we were Tigers
1: supporters, um, you know, Blocker and Ciro and Benny. And, you know, my dad obviously loved all of those guys. Um, but I was born in Queensland. So I do remember sitting down um, in 88. We had Expo oh, 88 God. in Brisbane. Um, you know, the, it was a really exciting time. You know, I think I was in year two or something and we were learning about yeah. you know, everything that you need. to, And you're just starting to feel out your way in the world and your likes and dislikes. And obviously I loved rugby league very early. So I remember sitting down with dad in a very serious conversation. I said, dad, you know, I love rugby league and I w- love watching the footy with you, but would it be okay if I supported the Broncos? Yeah, okay. And he thought about it and he went... Okay, yeah, Yeah. you're a Queenslander. I'll let you do okay. that, and it was a major moment in our yeah. family's lives, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah, so obviously, I was allowed to support Queensland and become a Broncos fan, and yeah, but um, yeah, growing up, I mean, you know, Wally and Alfie and yeah. Gino. Because they of come
0: them. in then in the '88, right? They mm. come in. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can understand them why dad's like, we're here. It's a new team. He doesn't realise that they're going to go on to be no. one of the most dominant football teams of all time. No.
1: And it was pretty much a given. Like, if you live north of the Tweed, then you went for the Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because that was our only team. Yeah. Prior to that, we had nothing. Mm. Um, and, you know, I still have a soft spot for, uh, for the Tigers. Yes. And- you know, and, and I get to work with, you know, Steve Roach and, yeah. and it's it's really wonderful. Um, And yeah, we're going to lunch next week. So if anyone's around at the Sackville next week, Blocky and we're I will blocker. be there.
0: Because <laughs> I was just about to ask, I know you kind of have to say yes, but is he a really nice bloke? Because he, I he's just really loveliest. want to believe that he is. He okay. really is a
1: lot. And he's such a wonderful family man. Yeah. Um, His sons are wonderful.
0: Because um, they don't play football, do they?
1: Uh or are they really young? no uh, I think the eldest is okay. um and they've they've got a very talented water polo player who's over in uh, Europe at the moment well. and that's where Kath is at the world championships um blocky's wife supporting Supporting their son there, and then uh, and then Liam is best mates with um, Mitchell Pierce. I just heard that the grew other day. Up together, mm. yeah. I heard Blocker say
0: that, and I was like, yeah. oh my god, the dream is real. Yeah, they're, no, they're all still it's friends. True, yeah, yeah and wow. it's,
1: I think that's the great thing about rugby league is that it's much greater than just that eighty minutes. Obviously, it's the family connection, it's the community, it's the relationships that still. Um, uphold over decades, and yep. I think we saw an example of that um, with the '89 reunion in Canberra. Mm. Um, all the Raiders old boys were in town, and and um, the and they invited extended invitation for the Balmain boys to come and join yep. them because they don't have a league club, and um, and Wests weren't really <laughs> able to to provide yeah. much. So, mm. uh, so Canberra said, "Look, you know that grand final was only magnificent because of um, the yep. competition and the the <coughs> contest that you gave us on the day. So it was a really beautiful thing, and and it's such a great example that." You know, yes, rugby league can have its challenges, but at the end of the day, 30 years later, here we are yeah. still celebrating one of the greatest grand finals and the relationships, the friendships, mm-hmm. the, the memories, the moments. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm so grateful to be able to work in and around the code.
0: And and Tim Brasher, who we had a pleasure of speaking to recently, I think was one of the players who went up or went down and, yes. and did that, which is so great for him also to, as you say, to be still part of that community. And he feel was
1: like that's a baby a- that day. I think he just finished his HSC or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he didn't realise at the time that grand final games and premierships don't roll around that often. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think obviously you can't put a old head on young shoulders. But he said, you know, had I known that I was part of such an historic day, I would have taken a moment to really soak it up. Because mm. he just thought I oh, was so young. Oh, these will happen all the time. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. But they, um, the Balmain boys, they were cursed from that eighty nine. I don't think anyone went on to win a premiership. Nope. No, I'm... No,
0: nope. thanks. Thanks for reminding me. This is a great podcast. Now, while we're, um, while we're you've just said that the um, the horse, I've already forgotten the horse's name, but I do know the horse that runs around Buck the Buck the Bronco. Buck, sorry, thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Was Buck your first then rugby league memory or is there another one that you have that sticks um, out?
1: No, I think one of my first rugby league memories was just watching footy with Dad on Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that sort of, it became, rugby league for our family became that modern day campfire where everyone would sit down and, you know, focus on one thing and it would be almost like family time. So, um, yeah, obviously State of Origins, um, you know, that was – I mean, we only had a really small family. I'm an only child, so it was just mum and dad and I. But um, obviously all big rugby league fans. So, yeah, I think because of the joy that was around special games like Grand Finals or State of Origins, um, I equated that with family time. So I think that's why I ended up falling in love with it. Um, But, yeah, bizarrely talking about 89, I think that was probably – The first grand final that I remember. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, dad being our main supporter, so it was a big deal in our family at the time.
0: He also goes, Misty Ida, I can assure you. (laughs) As I do, every time anyone brings it up. Exactly. So,
1: yeah, I just, um, I think I couldn't. I don't remember a specific time, but I do remember very early on going back to school and at little lunch and big lunch and running around and wanting to be (laughs) Paul Hoff and, you know, because I was a kind of a tall kid. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Bizarrely, I met Paul Hoff only a few years ago and I came over all giddy. I was like, oh, (laughs) it's like one of the only people I got all funny about. Yeah,
0: (laughs) And did, um, because I I mean, your dad your mum's a big is a football fan as well yep. yeah is she also a bowman fan as well or did she
1: um mum mum's more because we've lived on in Queensland for so long mm-hmm. and mum just kind of goes for Queensland yeah. it's a yeah, yeah. vague description yep. um but I think like most women bizarrely she'll pick out people she'll she like likes. so yep. you know Jonathan Thurston she would have and yet she wouldn't have identified as a Cowboys fan and yet she right. loves Jonathan Thurston yep. or Cameron Smith or Billy Slater or you Know Alfie, she loved Alfie, loved Wally, yeah. Um, you know, loved Pat Cash because he had nice tight shorts. <laughs> like, that's how mum follows football, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a bit of a creep, but yeah. you know, it's fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, that's a, how a lot of people though do it in, in like basketball and, and stuff like yeah. that. I find a lot of Australian fans pick someone that they yeah. like and then follow the temp. This is a smart way to do it, really. Um, and I also embarrassing, I've also just had a kid and I really want to only have one. And every time I meet someone who says I'm an only child, I automatically go, they seem normal. That's going to be fine. we yeah, yeah, could yeah. said that before, <laughs> I just needed to get it out of my head because
1: it's good for us. I uh, know, I know. Only children are the way to go. I yes. think, um, yeah, Very. I was very spoiled, but I definitely wasn't allowed to be a brat. I mean, that was back in the days when...
0: You know, I'd and get a smack yeah. and yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and dad would chase me around the house.
0: <laughs> uh, now, currently, you obviously watch a lot of games. Actually, before talking about your family stuff, I wonder if Egler hashtag Egler yes actually almost moves us away from that family. Time, you know, we sit around and this is the one game in the afternoon. I'm I much prefer don't get before I keep going with Egler. I love Egler, and I'm watching every game <laughs> all the time. And and anyone who talks about that time in the day where there'd be the match of the round, yeah. you'd only ever hear you know, a snippet in between of yeah. how your team's going. But I wonder if we have, you know, there are a lot of people have missed that family sit down. This is the one chance we get.
1: Oh, for sure. I think the way we absorb. All TV, yeah. whether it be Netflix or movies or whatever it is, like you know, we only ever had one TV, and I mean, it's the same with the six o'clock news. Hardly anyone sits down at the six right. o'clock news and, and sees things for the first time. Often, we've already seen that on mm. some sort of other platform, whether that be Twitter or Facebook. Or so we're constantly being fed information, yeah. and TV is not the only way that we watch TV now. It's on our phones, it's on our iPads, yeah. it's in transit. People doing a commute, um, you know, even if you go into the city and you have a a coffee, there'll be a big screen somewhere. Yeah. And so, and you'll have rolling <laughs> right. constant feed of information all day. So, yeah, I think you're right. We probably missed that, you know, even though it's romantic yeah. to think that, you know, we'd sit down and rush home for the, the three o'clock Sunday afternoon grand final. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, we've just, we're, we're the appetite for, for, for games, for information, for entertainment, yeah. for stimulation is, is higher than ever. So, yeah, we probably have lost that, that one nice little window where we'd all come together.
0: But we also get to watch every single game. So yes, it's, a, it's right. a big <laughs> <off>. I'm <laughs> having to take it. Um, So as we're saying, you currently watch a lot of games and, and with some pretty amazing people. But on a day off, if you could sit mm-hmm. down at Lang Park uh, to watch the Broncos and you could sit down with anyone in the entire world, who would that be?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, oh, my dad. Oh, yeah sweet. yeah he passed away when I was twenty, so I'd love to do that um and then outside of that probably Wally Lewis okay. um because he is genuinely the nicest man he will make you the best cup of tea and his Woo. wife Jackie bakes the best slices so really? there's like a caramel slice um and like this nice little lemony type of slice <laughs> with a condensed milk uh addition so and wall is like. That lovely uncle, I guess, right. that just comes in and wants to fit in, and you know tells corny jokes, and <laughs> um, and yeah, and he's obviously bloody fantastic torch the footy with. Yeah, <laughs> to sit down is with he? an immortal. Yeah, he really is. So he
0: he gives you like he says stuff or sees stuff.
1: Yeah, and, and it's it's really great because he'll blow up at the same time you do. You know, really. <laughs> so okay. he's just after a lifetime in the game, he's still a fan yeah. of the game. Yeah, and you don't. You don't see that often. A lot of those old boys, sometimes they get a little bit bitter or, mm. you know, they missed out on the, the Super League money or, you know, what, or they felt like they ended their time, you know, that decision was taken out of their hands to okay. end their career. So they get a little bit um, disillusioned. But um, when you run across a gem like Wall, it, it's pretty great. <laughs> he still loves the game and his kids love the game and his daughter's doing really well. She's playing okay. for South Brisbane. Okay. Um, and going very, very well in the women's competition. So yeah, it's it's it is great. I think, um yeah, if anyone ever gets the chance to even just have a quick rugby league chat with someone like Wall, it's yeah. it's an absolute honor.
0: There's a beautiful um thing that he did recently where he went to some family, some old couple, and their house is insanely I incredible. I saw, museum. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I saw that video through 340 Smiles. It's just yeah. incredible. And he looked like such, he was genuinely, yeah. it looked like the producer was like, let's wrap this up and leave. It was like, oh, I'm not, no we're near finished.
1: No, so that's the thing with Wall. So, I mean, I got to work with him um, when I first started um, Channel 9 in Brisbane on Mount Cutha. And what you don't realise about Wall is that not only is he so giving with his time, but through his epilepsy as well, he'd have people call him Every single day I think he'd be on the phone at least for an hour with someone who'd just been diagnosed with epilepsy or about to go in for the operation that Wall had, which was a significant operation on the brain, and took out a large portion to stop the seizures. Um, And through that, Wall goes over and over every time with them, you know, about just being a support person for them, talking about the fears because they're not sure how you might wake up from that operation, what function you'll have, whether it will be a a cure or not, or whether your epilepsy will be manageable after Mm. that. Um, so Wally is so great with his time, and it it is true. Like when you introduce him to, you know, people who might be doing it tough, or or mega fans, or sick children, he he just spends hours with them. I was at um, I think it was uh, day one at the Gabba for one of the tests, and I think Josh Hazelwood was making his debut. Oh, yeah for Australia, and the Hazelwoods are from just outside of Tamworth, but they're mad leagueies. Like, they love rugby really? league. They are hardcore really? right? So Mr and Mrs Hazelwood, they're sitting there at the Gabba. Josh is about to, you know, represent Australia for the very first time a magnificent moment for their family, and Wally just happened to be walking past. Yes. And they go, oh, is that Wally? I said, yeah, yeah. Well, Wally, come over. I said, oh, you know, well, this is Mr and Mrs Hazelwood, you know, Josh's parents. I said, I'll leave you to it. I've I've got to go. I went back two hours later, Wally was still sitting there <laughs> in the stands, chewing the ears off the Hazelwoods, and they were loving it. Meanwhile, yeah, well, Josh has yeah, yeah. probably taken three wickets, yeah. and no one has yeah, no one's noticed because Wally Lewis is there yeah, yarning yeah, yeah. about rugby league yeah. and the family were having the greatest day of their oh my lives. God. Yeah. It would
0: have been. Imagine seeing your son do yeah. that and you meet Wally Lewis. Yeah, totally. Unbelievable. <laughs> you, you wouldn't believe it if you'd read about it. <laughs> I'd want to watch it with Randy Alexander, I think possibly for the same reason. I, I've never met the bloke, but he just seems to ride every pass. He has such a deep connection still with the game. Yeah. And um, But with him and Kevin Walters hanging around, is there a lot of origin chat that you hear or do they – or do they keep it every lockdown? No, or? Oh, no really,
1: very cute. So Kevy will come in with his his notes, like a genuine little black book of origin secrets and no, 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 he that doesn't does, exist. he does, what? he does, and and some like especially leading up to selection time, you'll see him open the black book and they're like, you know, if someone picks up an injury or they're suspended or they do something that's a bit iffy, and you go, well, you're to go def- in the book. yeah, you're not going to be available <laughs> for, for game yeah. one, so he'll he'll write little notes, or scribble names out, and, wow, yeah, so and Brandy teases him a little bit about. And of course we've got Bedsy as well, um Johnny yep. Badiris. So mm. um and even this year Mark Gowsny went into camp. Um yeah, it was it was really good to to have so many guys involved in Origin. Um and yeah, poor, poor Kevy, uh he was doing it tougher moments. You know, you go from being uh, ridiculed to a genius, back mm. to being ridiculed. Mm. And, um, you know, coach whispering obviously became the buzzword. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I've got to say there's a bit of a swagger around from the Blues around Fox <laughs> League at the moment <laughs> and all yeah, those I former bet. Blues. <laughs> Very proud. Did did they um, – I
0: know Kevi for a period of time didn't say New South Wales. Mm. Was he doing that off camera as well? Do you remember?
1: Oh, do you know, I thought about this the other day and I don't think he did. That's unreal. I think he's just eliminated it from his vernacular. Yeah. It's,
0: that's really impressive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's, mm. he's, um, Ke- what, I mean, I know Kevy comes across as very, you know, comical and, um, sometimes he can be a little bit offbeat. Um, Kevy's probably one of the most emotionally intelligent people that we have in rugby league. And really? He can tap into something that's really, really special with, with the players, and I guess you see the result of that is someone like Ethan Lowe who makes his debut yeah. and becomes instantly,
0: yeah,
1: you know, one of the origin focal or greatest debuts for Queensland, and that's because Kevy's able to connect with you on a on a on a really intimate level right. in sense of I know what you're capable of, you know, this is what it means to wear Maroon, um, which is people always say has been such a strength of Wayne Bennett, um, and Kevy's right. obviously spent a lot of time with, with Wayne him. Bennett and Mal Meninga, mm. so Kevy's had. Um, not just the influence of those two, but he also is—he's he's a bit of a coaching maverick. He likes to do things his own way. So, the comical Kevy you see, you know, making funnies and jokes, um, is 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 part of Kevy, and he is really lighthearted. hearted But um, yeah, behind closed doors, he can be very very serious.
0: And do you think I know it works for Wayne? Do you think that's going to transfer for Kevy if he gets the Titans gig? In your humble opinion?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Kevy would love to be yeah. a club coach. Um, I think, like anyone, it would take the support network around that person. Right. Um, and Wayne's very different. Wayne, again, just identifies with that person and that man manager um, and leaves the technical stuff to all all of other, his yeah, guys around him. Network. And mm. and obviously, I mean, the technology of rugby league's changed so much in the last few yeah. decades. So Wayne knows that he can't be everything to everyone, um, whereas other people roll very differently, like uh, Michael Maguire is across everything, Craig Bellamy across everything, yeah, okay. Um, those intense sort of personalities. Yeah, yeah. They like to have control Over of a, a, a lot, mm. whereas a lot of the other guys, like, um, Freddie's a great example. Freddie will come in with his own ideas, but he he surrounded himself with other facets. So that's why Joey came in. Yeah. That's why Brandy came in. That's why Betsy came in mm. uh, because he knows that he can't do it all on his own. Yeah. So I think Kevin would make a magnificent club coach. It just um. I guess it depends what Kevy's up to.
0: Yeah. And his support network. Yeah. As you said, if yeah. he, he needs to find a good one. Because I, I, just like there probably aren't 16 incredible coaches, there probably aren't 16 incredible assistant coaches or 16 incredible data, data analysis. And, yeah. You know, I, I wish him all the best. Speaking about tapping into to something great, we'll quickly talk about league life. What do you think has been your, the best thing about doing it?
1: Um, league life's a funny one. So when. When I first went across to Fox from um, Channel Nine, and uh, my my former boss at Wide World of Sports, Steve Crawley, had moved across a year prior to Fox. Really, I didn't um, know that. so that's why I kind of that's how um, I had an in there. And Crawley said, "You know, I know your contract's up. I know your contract's up because I signed it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he's like, would you planned this perfectly? Yeah, your yeah, things yeah. Up. Would yeah. you be interested? And I said, "Yeah, absolutely." So I didn't really understand what Fox League would be, or but all I knew was that it was a dedicated channel for rugby league um, and I thought that would be a great place to work. Yeah, okay. So, And it is. It's amazing. Like our offices over at Artam um, and at Fox, the building is like, it mimics a stadium. So you've got this internal staircase that looks like you would see at a sporting stadium. Yep. You know, we've got... Um, you know, themes all across. So we've got the MCG meeting room, the SCG or pit okay. lane, and yeah. it's all very cool. There's like memorabilia everywhere. It looks like a big clubhouse. Right. Like it's super fun. Um, so I, I went across to Fox and Crawl said to me, all right, well, you know, because he's always, bizarrely, is a raging feminist and wants equal opportunity for everyone, which is which is great because you don't really come across that um, a lot in in." You know, TV bosses. So he said, You know, we want to do a a show all anchored by women. And the women that I had already known previously Lara Pitt, Jess Yates, and I'd worked with Hannah Hollis um, on Wide World of Sports a little bit on Sunday Footy Show. And we were all a bit like, Oh, I don't know about that. That doesn't seem like a great idea.
0: A bit on the nose, you think? Yeah, well,
1: uh, I think we've, we've, feared it would be a bit token. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And
1: I know all of us had fought our whole careers to take our gender out of it. You know, you don't want to be the chick at the event or the Mm. press conference asking the chick question. That's just the worst. And I think we'd all rebelled against that for so long and I'd been working, I mean, I I went straight into um, regional TV straight out of uni, so I'd been working in TV for 17 years and wow. had worked really hard to not be yeah. the female voice there. Just, I just wanted to be a journalist. I didn't care. I just wanted to be, you know, the best journalist I could be. So then to be given an opportunity based on your gender, right. it sort of jarred with us all. Um, so we we sort of pushed back and we we're like, oh god, we hope this show never gets off the ground. <laughs> so we did, we did a pilot, and I, I have just to love the s-
0: idea of someone being intelligent and going, God, I hope my show doesn't happen. No, I, I would know. love Do to be in all what? those other shows, but that show, <laughs> not <that's- laughs>
1: that show, because we just thought it'd, it'd be like the chicks. Yeah, you no. know? and you know, we're smart enough. We've been around rugby league long enough. We just didn't think that it would be well supported. Yeah. And and we thought the fans. Yeah, that's it.
0: I mean, that's what you're really worried about. Yeah, right? yeah. We're not the best fan base when it comes to equality, right?
1: And, and we thought, you know, this is not. And also, we're not the experts. We're, we're journalists. We're there to ask questions. So we were worried that we would be in a position where, I mean, one of the first pieces of advice I was given was that no one cares what you think. Don't ever say the words I think.
0: Yeah, right. You can
1: frame your question in the sense that it you, you can allude to yep. where you're coming from, but I mean, I've never, I've never played State of Origin. I've mm. never played in a grand final. I've, you know, I've never played rugby league to any sort of extent. So, you know, my opinion doesn't really matter. My job is to get the best from those around me. Okay. So I think, and that's what we all thought. And we were like, well, how are we going to sit around and talk about footy without saying the words, I think. <laughs> yeah. So I think we were, we were reluctant, which is a polite way to say it. Um, so we did the pilot and the pilot went really well. Um, so then we had a show, (laughs) it was just us. And we talked about, we talked about bloody rugby league and it was great. So, um, I think that made us feel a little bit better. And then we tried to work out the format of the show and, you know, guests. And I think we just naturally found our groove in the sense that we can have a different conversation about a topic in rugby league than Paul Kent can or Ben Mm Eichel can. So we can, we can ask a different we can ask the same question but in a different way. It comes yeah. from a different agenda and it comes from a different place of values, I guess, as well. So, um, and, and at I th-
0: the risk of upsetting those boys, it's also worded a lot better.
1: Sometimes, mm. yeah. Sometimes I think those also. Those conversations
0: you guys have are excellent.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, hopefully we. I mean, they're very robust and you know, and it's dynamic TV. NRL three hundred and sixty is amazing. Paul Kent
0: tells you what he thinks, and he wants to tell you that that's why that's why it's right. And
1: he's very compelling. Yeah. Um. But I think also there is a space for rugby league in the sense that it is a broader code, and it it is you know it is about family and it's about club connection Mm. and. Um, and very similar to footy Smiles. it's there is a um, a bigger stories. reach, there's a bigger reach yeah. out there. and and so we've been very proud to be able to use that show to to do that a little bit. So, yeah, in the end, from a show that we didn't think would um, survive past the pilot, mm. um here we are. Um, yeah, into our third season and loving
0: it. Yeah, and yeah, and I guess the, the difficulty is I would also not have thought that its success is because it's a, a female panel. Yeah. I know that I've said it at the beginning, I've just realised that it's the first female one and I think the the historical part of that is important. But the reason, yeah, why I think it works isn't because there's four ladies talking to someone, it's because you four are very good at talking to people and, you know, watch, watching Ricky Stewart cry. I feel like I've known more about players after they come off your show than I did about them going and speaking to somebody else. I think that's the oh, value from that show. Yeah. Thank you. Speaking of that, what do you, what do you think is your, f- if you could interview anyone on that who you haven't interviewed yet? I know you're going to sit down mm. with Wally, but I don't know if you want to interview Wally. Who's, who do <laughs> you really want to interview on that?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, we do have a wish list that we toss up. Um,
0: How can you guys not get the people? you have a wish list? Oh, that-
1: like crazy stuff, like Russell Crowe. Oh, okay, right, right. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> like bizarrely Rusty will return yeah. our yeah. calls. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> um, things like that. I think um, because. What would you s- ask Russell Crowe though? Why is he a rugby league fan yeah okay Why? well I should get
0: him should be on this yeah. what This a football forty stories yeah
1: absolutely yeah, yeah.
0: is it his who is his family who's got him in so I early have
1: no idea but mm. he is he is as like hardcore as you'll find like he loves it and I think what rugby league has given him I mean the man who has everything mm. and every opportunity and you know knows everyone around the world he's a is a stone cold superstar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So why, why does he love South?
0: Yeah, why did he get South hat on why? Oprah? Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> and, and what does Hollywood think of the bunnies yeah, hat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know stuff like that. I think um, because we like to think that our code is um, it's very important to us, and it's pretty important to the eastern seaboard of yeah. Australia. Um, but beyond that you know i don't know if people i mean it's a bit of a novelty thing when they show americans rugby league and they're like oh my god i can't believe it <laughs> um so i really like the fact that he's just taken our little game yeah. over to hollywood and, and and yeah you see the bunny stuff everywhere yeah. random south guy goes international <laughs> yeah. it's unreal
0: and he has 28.6 trillion followers on on, yeah. on twitter and he legitimately last night just tweeted the score south yeah. 20 or whatever the 30 and, then, uh, and whoever they played to come with. What
1: do all about. his fans think he's talking about? Yeah,
0: well, it was just so bizarre. And then all, a whole bunch of people wrote stuff about Cam Murray. Oh, I only know that because I was looking at stuff yeah. for Cam Murray. How good's
1: Cam Murray? Oh, oh so good. That's what I was, just,
0: but anyway, the well, Russell Crowe is having chats with people about how great he is. It's unbelievable. That's a great guess and, and I really hope that happens yeah, now because I'd love too. to see that. Episode. <laughs> While we're talking about things that we really hope happens, um, let's look back into the histories of Rugby League. If you could go back in time to watch any game, which game would you like to go and see?
1: Oh gosh! I um, oh, like the ninety-five origin series.
0: If Remind we... me what happens in that one?
1: Uh, it was
0: Tina Turner singing "Simply the Best" in yeah. ninety-five. I, remember I mean that.
1: anything Tina's involved in, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere where Alfie is wearing the tin can beer hat. Oh
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is that that's not Fatty's team where they're all yeah, supposed to lose Yeah. So this it? was oh. Fatty's team, okay, right, right, right.
1: Um, and New South Wales had all the superstars, yep. um, Super League War, the whole bit. Um, you know, Billy Moore walks down the oh, tunnel, screaming oh, "Queenslander," right. um, and it was, a, it was a Queensland whitewash three nil, and mm. um, they had absolutely no right to uh, to even really compete that year. And and um, yeah, so I think for me, I'd love to go back and watch. I'd like to to watch live. I think that would be phenomenal. And if I could just go back again and again, I never get tired of the 2015 grand final. Really? Yeah. Even Cowboys though, Broncos. Even yeah. though you lost it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It was yeah. magnificent. Loved it. Yeah, were you there? Yeah, I was lucky enough to be there working for Wild World of Sports. I was oh, on the wow. sideline, and so the the game plan was: so I had um, Darren Lockyer on one side, and I had Gordon Tallis on the other. So we're just sitting on the sideline, and because it was such a chaotic <laughs> finish, <laughs> and the 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 game plan was: if the Broncos win, Lock we go to Lockie straight away. He goes and interviews all the Broncos. Um, and if the Cowboys win, we go to Gordy straight away, and he goes and interviews the Cowboys, and then I'm just the crummer. I pick up the blokes who have, you know, crying and doing whatever. So I'll I'll do the tricky ones, and and those blokes just go for the the big superstars. The crummer, the crummer. Yeah, I just pick up pick the crummer. Crumbs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. I yeah. do. Okay. Um. So anyway, and and we all know how that game finished. And mm. JT, you know, booted the belly of the ball and goes over, and and you know, rugby league is forever, you know, etched in you know, the minds of every Queenslander there. And ANZ is absolutely howling with eighty-five plus thousand yep. Queensland fans, like the whole joint was just erupting. And um Gordy has run onto the field with his arms in the air, <laughs> like he's just won the premiership. Because yep. he's from Townsville, you know, he's like, oh my God, I'm here in this moment. So he's not even carrying a microphone. He's now gone he's gone rogue. He's yep. celebrating. Yeah. And then- He's uh, now one of the
0: crumbs you got to crumb up. Yes, that's right. I'm crumb. trying to
1: clean up Gordy, <laughs> And then Darren Lockyer has not moved from his seat. His head is in his hands. Oh, no. He is devastated. So then I'm getting yelled at in my earpiece, go, go, go. And I don't know where I was supposed to be going, so I just ran onto the field. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, and then our floor manager, Tony Chambers, TC, grabbed JT and was saying, Vonnie, get in there. So then, all of a sudden, I'm interviewing Jonathan Thurston, and I hadn't thought about what I could ask him because yeah. it was like this this whirlwind moment. I felt like we were in a whirl, like a, a washing machine yeah. of players and sweat and blood and people screaming. And if you look back, it's the worst interview of all time. <laughs> worst interview. Like J.T. Yeah. can't even look. I was hanging onto his jersey because he was getting you know pulled away, so I was like physically restraining yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and then next thing I know, I'm sitting beside uh, Sam Thiday on the ground who couldn't even stand up and he was, you know, on the verge of tears as well. So, mm. yeah, it was a great moment um, but just a great example of why you can never trust the rugby league people you work <laughs> with either. They, they wow. never, ever stick to the plan.
0: Now, can I ask you quickly about being a sideline commentator? When they come back to you after half time, I've always wondered and they say, so what, what did the coach say at halftime? mm I mean, did you really go and listen to what the coach said at halftime? Are you actually telling us what they said or is this just a general vibe? I
1: didn't because I never felt like um, it was my place to intrude on a team in that environment. But Tony Chalmers would always go in um, and and then report back to me. But if I'm a player, like I know our players go in, Mm -hmm. um, but see, I've never gone into a dressing room either because I just don't, I don't feel comfortable walking into that space. Okay. so, yeah, I would never – I'd just wait outside the door and TC would go in and come back and tell me what Ricky Stewart said or Wayne Bennett said okay. or whatever it was. Um, but, yeah, the the players do. Like, yeah, if we've got a Lockie or a Gordie or a Finchie or whoever.
0: Because they often come back and say, this, you know, oh, they said just hold on to the ball a bit in the second yeah. and no, half. I'm like, did they? Know. Is that really what did they, they really, said? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all sitting on the couch thinking, geez, they just need to hold the ball in the second half. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I'd like to go back to the 86 grand final, speaking of clean sweeps, because at game three Lang Park's the first time the Blues ever do that Mm. to the Cane Toads, and we had had two games in Queensland that year. My man, Junior Pierce, captaining and scoring tries and against a team that had Mal and Wally. Um, and just doesn't get any better than that, doing that, particularly in (laughs) Queensland. Queensland, though, have been well-publicised and proud winning streak. Do Queenslanders really feel more deeply about origin, (laughs) do you think, than than Whalers?
1: Oh if they feel more deeply about it, I think to begin with, I think that all came from 1980, the very first one. Right. And and Artie really, you know, and um, I mean, Artie, he was the one that set the standard and said, they don't respect us. right? We don't have a Queensland team. They think we're a joke. They just come in, take our best players and leave us to the BRL. Mm. So I think there was that chip on the shoulder from the Queenslanders from the get-go. Yeah. Um, and it, obviously, that sort of filtered through for a couple of decades. I don't. I wouldn't be so ignorant to say is that I think Queenslanders love state of origin more than New South Wales. Mm. Um, but certainly, I think it, there was a bit of a mismatch in intent at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do we love state of origin? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but having married a pretty proud blue, I can tell there's um, there's a fair bit of feeling down yeah. here as well. <laughs>
0: I just don't see anyone in New South Wales having that house that Wally went into. I think that's where I keep coming oh, back to. Oh, really? Yeah. I just feel like possibly like your mum likes rugby league, goes for Queensland. Mm. I don't see, because I think it's because New South Wales has had so many teams that we can follow. Yeah. We end up having our tribal thing. We love origin, but it does come back to I'd rather win a premiership than origin. I feel like a lot of mm. New South Wales would feel like that. And I'm not sure if there are as many Queensland fans. At at Suncorp on an Origin game that would go, I'd I'd rather lose on Origin and win the premiership this year. Yeah, I
1: don't know if anyone would say that. I'm very confident
0: that a lot of New South Wales people. But uh, I wouldn't. I I mean, I'm happy to lose a premiership. I lose them every year. So (laughs) I actually have a very good chance of winning New South Wales.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I've heard it said that, you know, um, Queenslanders just get it or New South Wales people just don't get Origin. Mm. Um, And then... And Gus even questioned the culture um, a few Re- years yeah, ago yeah. of the New South Wales side and and whether the men involved in those teams really were committed. Um, but I think that comes down to a personality thing and, mm. and, and what's driving you and your values. Um, so, yeah, I think that the cultural overhaul that New South Wales have gone through recently has probably helped shift that mentality a yeah. little bit for sure. Because
0: Andrew Johns and Freddie Fiedler both oh. seem like people who would have a house
1: Oh, Joey's in- a nightmare to watch Origin <laughs> with. Honestly, yeah. he throws the microphone, throws water, kicks chairs over. Yeah. Like, it's it's great. That one,
0: where <laughs> the game two that we should have won two or three years ago when Jonathan Thurston really hurt his arm. Yes. When we came back to him, um, I, I remember watching, I was at the game and, and I was on my phone, as you said, like just watching it whenever you can, watching the Channel 9 thing on Twitter. And he's just there. Someone was asking, or in the middle of talking, it may have been you. And he's just. Real, not thinking where he is, he's just like, I don't understand why we don't run at JT. The yeah. whole inti- And then yeah. the, just camera three hit Joey and he's just ranting about, yeah. all we needed to do was run. He's obviously injured. I don't understand why every player. Doesn't... And I was just like, geez, Louise, this kid is
1: yeah, he legit.
0: Yeah. yeah, And I think Fatty at the end of it said, why don't you go and coach them? And he still couldn't hear it. He was just like, I just can't.
1: Yeah, he was still in the rage. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the Joey rage is the best. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and Fatty, I'm sure Fatty and Wall after that, I've seen clips where they just are trying to get him to go again. They're just poking him, going, have, it, have at it, have yeah. at it, run at him.
1: Yeah. But I think, like- and Gus was sitting on the other side of yeah. Joey. And I think Gus then, because Joey was so irate, yeah. um, because that is a competitor that no one mm. could ever question no. whether Joey wanted to compete or not. And I think that's where the frustration came from. Mm. Um and, and Gus was sitting on the other side and Gus was able to articulate. Of course, yeah, translate little, for us. A little bit more <laughs> what was going on. Translate
0: from footballer to normal human yeah. for us, thanks, Gus, <laughs> as he did so well going the other way as well. Here's what a normal person wants you to do, footballer, this yes. is what I need you to do. Um, staying in that sweet embrace of nostalgia for a moment, what's your greatest rugby league memory to date? Is it that 2015 grand final ending or? Oh
1: probably. Mm. Yeah, I think so. For me, I think that's the one that I always I will never get sick of. Yep. Um but I really like all the community stuff. I love seeing little kids hang over the fence. Um you know, and then like it's changed over the years, obviously, as it should. And now you get kids, you know, with their boots and they've got their little signature pens and they want Kalen Ponga to come and sign their yep. their hat or you know James Tedesco, or you know whoever it is. Whereas mm. I remember being that kid on the hill at Lang Park, and and I was like, oh my god, Dad, there's Wally. and or or Alfie Langer came to our school, and I realised that I was taller than Alfie Langer in Year <laughs> Five, and I thought, my God, what a magnificent game this is! This man is tiny, and yet, yeah. you know, oh look at him. So just little things like that. I mean, there's been my life's been so lucky to be littered with you know nice little moments. Um, that, yeah, probably the favourite one, yeah, I guess 2015.
0: And the sad, the sad thing about Tedesco is, uh, and I love him and want him to have all of the Oh, the I'm sorry, I forgot what I was no, talking no, no, to. No, yeah, no, it's okay. West but, Tigers yeah, man, oh God. But, <laughs> <laughs> I was in a park yesterday and a kid with a West Tigers hat was running through the park and, and was commentating the origin win. Oh, so he's running no. through and he scores. It was the most it's the kind of thing you hear people talk about. Like that didn't really happen. Really happened. Really happened. Yeah, the does. kid running scores and he's talking about his Tedesco and you know who, you know how And I was just like, and you're wearing a West Tigers hat. This oh, could no. have been our it thing. It could post. have
1: been ours. But, oh um, how do you think Ricky Stewart feels he signed yeah. Tedesco yeah, yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> then Teddy was like, oh yeah, sorry about that. Now he's gonna <laughs> roosters yeah, he's got
0: chance to go Clockstad though. So what Ricky a superstar. Can't, oh, Love him. I don't know if you've seen the shirt as well, but there's a guy who's doing a shirt at the moment that says all the way we're and oh, yeah, and all the profits are going to Ricky Stewart's foundation, which is so sweet, so good, great idea. Okay, so we've looked at all of that now. What do you think has, thinking about it, all we've talked about, spurred and sustained your career? Then, what what has made you fall so deeply in love with the rugby league?
1: Um, I guess it's the people I love, I love working with the people, I love, um, turning up for it. It never fit like. Obviously, I, I work a lot, but it doesn't feel like work. Um, I think it never feels the same. I never, because right. the games are always different, mm-hmm. and the characters are always different, and the story's different every single day. And uh, the narrative of rugby league—it is better than any daisy lives. Like you <laughs> couldn't make it up. Like yeah. this stuff is like off its head. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and then and then that's just the stuff that we see in the headlines like right. the, the underbelly stuff that you can't talk about or you can't print because you'll yeah. go to jail um it's <laughs> <laughs> it's outrageous it's the, wow. it's the best soap opera ever and um and you know there's the the heroes and the villains and you know it constantly changes and yeah i just i'm i, I don't know I, I don't think i'll ever not love rugby league mm-hmm. so to to have a job um talking to the legends and the champions and the premiership winners and, and the villains and, you know, and ask them, Oh, what the hell were you thinking then? And, you know, are you a bad dude? Do you feel like a bad dude? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's so great. I just, I don't think I'll ever, ever not be grateful.
0: Yeah. Wow. And you were such a pleasure to talk to, by the way. So thanks Yvonne, you've been excellent. Any additional comments before you go?
1: Um, well, now I know that we live so close. We should we should go and hang out and do rugby league orientated oh, things. Oh, for sure, I'm doing
0: that all the time. And I've just had a baby, and I'm just so petrified that he's going to not like rugby league. So everything I do is rugby league <laughs> orientated. So oh
1: no, I feel like it's fine. Like you can make them, you can force them into things. I'm tennis, sure right? everybody I've talked yeah. to who
0: loves rugby league is like, oh, my family, blah blah blah. I'm like Great, of course, okay, well. yeah,
1: just dress him in like tigers onesies.
0: Oh, done and New yeah. South Wales onesies. Both yeah. have already been done, and his favorite toy is a tiger. Um, <laughs> but you may actually see me. At the Sackville soon with, like, moustache and the big glasses and oh. stuff, peering everything, trying to find you a blocker. No, absolutely. Yes, come on down.
1: Also, the Rugby League, the musical, is only around the corner. Yes. yes, and I have Mondays off now, so let's all go to the musical. Yeah,
0: that's happening because I, I've i been every season he's done, I think or a bunch of them. He's so great. Dennis, Dennis Carnahan, so good. Yep. So funny. Um, Great. I'd also like to thank Mercho, who's been beautifully silent in the corner. Well done, Merch. (laughs) Uh, Enjoy your sport for another week. And if you don't already catch Vonnie on League Life and every other minute on Fox (laughs) League that you're on, (laughs) talk to you then, Sports best friends.
1: Whoever it is, whereas Mm. I remember being that kid on the hill at Lang Park and and I was like, oh my God, Dad, there's Wally. And all... Or Alfie Langer came to our school, and I realised that I was taller than Alfie Langer. And we five, (laughs) and I thought, my God, what a magnificent game this is! This man is.